This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have News for the Soul is now in its 25th year of broadcasting. Tune in live or visit the archives at newsforthesoul.com. That's newsforthesoul.com. Previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Here we go. It's time for one of the newer shows on the network. Change your compass. What's I lost my voice. Mid-sentence, too. <laughs> Change your compass with Stacia. Let's bring her on to reintroduce herself, her show, and what's up for today. Do we have me on the line? I am here along with Dan. How are you? Great. Great. Yes. Wonderful to connect with you. So let's get you to reintroduce yourself and Dan to the audience and, and your show and what's up for today. Thank you. So we are calling in, reaching out to all of you from Compass Rose Healing Arts at Spokane Valley in Washington State. We're on the West Coast, and we are in our one of our treatment rooms, a healing school here. We are a mystery school of light and a healing center. And we have been serving clients and humanity for about 20 years and bringing now information to help us through this growth process that all of humanity is going through, including the ascension journey. But how do we navigate that? How do we get through the bumps and the, and the turns that we didn't expect? And how do we master ourselves? So today we're going to be talking about uh, mastering our emotions and, and beginning with what are emotions, etc. So the first of three series, we're going to start from scratch, and Dan and I are going to be guiding you through that. Um, so allow me to introduce Dan Nakarada to you. Um, Daniel and I have been working together here at Compass Rose for about three years. We come together with almost matching resumes, always searching for how we can do more, how we can serve humanity, how we can serve the Ascended Master realm as boots on the ground. So let me give this over to Dan, and he can describe his path and introduce himself. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Dan. Uh, I am a holistic healer. Um, here at Compass Rose, we do a number of different things, um, trying to manage and help uh, people with their lives, um, their daily lives, their lives with their families, their lives with their coworkers their lives um, outside of, of their, their um, spiritual and emotional um, uh, happiness is, is very important. And so we strive here to try to help balance um, those things for, for the people that come on in here. Today we're going to be talking about um, the first series of emotional mastery and using um, the, the lessons of our lives and our experiences of our lives uh, with with a a life model system that will go on over and give you guys tools to try to balance not only your emotions and have mastery over those, 
We will also discuss um, life and the circumstances that we all face um, on an everyday basis. And so this will be uh, an informational hour on how we're going to navigate those, those life paths that we all have. So backing up a bit, as healers here at Compass Rose and teachers, instructors at Compass Rose and on the road, we are meeting with people now every day who are no longer interested in an allopathic route, although some of them still require it and we support that, but they're looking for a way to feel unstuck, to discover their purpose, to get out of anxiety and depression, to interact better, differently with their own self, people that they care about or people that they work with. So the emotional component is really what is bringing people here to us at Compass Rose. And that has changed over the years from those that were spiritual seekers now to people that come to us with anxiety, depression, feeling stuck, grief, a variety of human emotions, and then discovering their spiritual path for doing that. So because we are multi-sensory beings with four legs to our altar, which includes the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, all of those things have to come together in balance. And what we find in serving our clients is we go through the wounds, which we can hold in our head, into the heart where we have movement and heart-centered interaction with self, with our life, and with others. So in this series, which begins today, and we're planning for three sessions of this, we can go further if, if it's indicated that we should, uh, we're going to start talking about what is an emotion, and the surprise may be, oh my gosh, they're telling me it's in my head, and we're here to say, no, it's in your heart. So we're going to be talking about heart-centered emotional mastery, but we've got to get there through what we understand or we are told or programmed to believe is our head, our brain. As healers, we find out that the head carries the reference, the mind carries the experience, and the mind carries the, the memories or the wounds that are carried forward and projected out into the world, which can result in difficulties. So to, to give us a moment here and looking in the, into the dictionary, an emotion is described as a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving one's, from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. We are healers. We are master healers, and we've been on this spiritual path for a long time. And what we know is when we heal the wounds which we carry in our reference, in our mind, when we understand and drop that into our heart, drop those emotions into our heart center for healing and begin to perceive and project through our heart, which is the most sacred part of us, which holds the seed and the connection to the divine, then life gets better. So we're going to talk today about how your emotions are not mental. Those are memories. Those are wounds. And those are the things that we can talk about where do they come from, how do we become conscious of them, and how do we set the intent to heal them? And as we go along today and in the sessions ahead, we'll talk about joining heart and mind. They should work together, but being on lead through the heart. 
when we tend to find ourselves um, with our daily lives, um, we will have situations where the energy that is coming into our, our field can change how we perceive the world around us. And so when we're talking about emotions, and we always will say um, from a standpoint of, of, of our allopathic community that it's, that it's a mind-driven state of, of being. And what we're going to do here is make the connection between your heart and your mind and the emotions that we feel on a daily basis trying to make sure that we're not leading with the mind and that we're filtering all of our judgments through the heart. The heart is the emotional, well-balanced center of us all. And where we get out of balance or in disharmony sometimes is where we are using our mind and trying to make the mind the most powerful portion of our healing. And it's, it's in balance with our heart. We just are, are not using it in the same um, light and in the same power as your heart. And so this is where we're going to take you through steps so you can then lead you into a more heart-centered well-being of not only your own happiness but the happiness around you, trying to take it out of the mind and into your heart. Whenever we talk about how we feel, or whether we're in a good place or a bad place, your mind will make us think the ego is telling us what to do. But if you really listen to your inner self, it's your heart that is churning. It's your stomach that is upset. And so emotions are coming from the inner core of ourself, our own I am presence where we're going to take that emotion that we all feel when we're in a stressful situation and be able to balance that within our heart first, and then that balances within our mind and helps us then have harmony when it comes to our circumstances and our experiences. We're just going to try to unwind what, what life has been told to us over the course of our, our, our life, where our mind is in control of our emotions. And what we're going to do is lead you to a path of your heart is in control of your emotions. And then that is where you'll become a master of your emotions and they won't be mastering you. So another way to look at this in the mind and the heart connection is look at the word emotion. You are in motion. Your energy is moving. When people come to us, and we are starting with an initial intake. We're getting to know. We're listening intuitively, and we're projecting that care and concern to them. They're telling us they feel stuck. They can't get out of their head. They can't move forward. And again, what we find is they're programmed externally through life, through their life experiences, to see and feel and perceive and project themselves, their world, their thoughts through those filters of history. The mind holds the history. The heart is always in present time. The heart moves. The heart feels. And when we are able to feel and express 
through the sacredness of the most powerful emotion, which is love. The most powerful and healing energy given to us is love. Then we become unstuck and those memories, perceptions, projections that are stored in the memory bank of our brain begin to fall away and become transmuted. And in doing so, without history, where are we? We're in current time. We can have a memory that no longer triggers us. We can have a memory that no longer holds us in the past that teaches us and leads us towards our mastery, leads us down our path of spiritual growth and ascension. But through living our emotions through our heart, having done some work, having changed our perception, then we are working towards mastering our emotions and becoming a master of our humanness. So it's complex, but not really. It's simple, but not easy. We're going to talk to you and hopefully inspire you to give that over, that which is stuck in your head, over to the divine, over to a good healer, over to us if it resonates with you to work with us, and get all of that healed and out. It's meant to go. You brought it into this lifetime to heal it. So we're going to help you to become more intuitive, tuned in to where you are consciously streaming past, future, or today, and to work today in all things and become a master of those emotions. It's going to come from inspiration and a desire and the use of your intent and your free will to make those shifts in your life. So what we want to talk with you about is the streams of consciousness that are programmed into us through our previous experiences, primarily from the day we are coming home from the hospital, having been birthed through our mother and carrying forward the belief systems and the thought systems of the family. So we're going to talk to you about tribal necessity, living externally, living based on program, and how that shows up. And while you're hearing this, consider as you apply it to your life how you interact within the family or the tribe holidays or perhaps what launched you out because it is what didn't work for you anymore. So we're going to talk about the stream of consciousness which comes through your lower bodily chakras, first, second, and third. That's our tribal programming. And there's wounds there. And there are not just yours, but family wounds. And wounds are part of the human experience. It's okay. We'll always say you've done nothing wrong. You've collected aspects of the human experience which you'll find no longer serve you. And this is where we are all at. We've all been. And so when we're looking at this life model, this, this, this column of consciousness, we can all take it down to the basic survival mode where it's our family um, how we feel about who we are within that family structure, how the family revolves around us, and how we revolve around that family. It's also about our survival, um, how we make a living, how we are able to either be abundant or have the lack thereof. 
Um, survival comes in many forms, just not of money, but of of maybe where we fit inside of our structure of our family unit. Where do we find we're surviving within that family unit, or are we thriving within that family unit? Then we also have the um, the money and the power portion of of who we are. That's in the sacral center of your chakra. That's where so much of our energy is stored. Uh, We will have a lower sense of ourselves when we deal with money issues, if not in a positive light. We'll also find ourselves in a very negative place when it comes to our sexuality, if it's not coming through a very positive place of love and happiness. And then power is where we're transferring love or fear. And so many of us within our family unit and ourselves are trying to balance between those two. We all know somebody in our lives that is more on a fear-based relationship with the world. Um, They might be heavily into um, the media. They might be heavily into um, a lower form of of feeling happiness. They might judge people way too much. They might be um, in a place where life for them does not seem to be as happy or filled with abundance as, as they would like. That always puts them in a very hard and lower vibration where they're trying to use power to make themselves happy. And then we have the self-esteem portion of who we are, uh, the, the presence of who we think we are, who the world views us, and how our family views us. All can be three different entities. And if we don't have those in balance, if we're not authentic, meaning we are three different individuals for the people around us, that can also throw us in disharmony or out of balance. And so that's where having our emotions and finding that balance between the family unit, that survival that we are all in, where money, our sex, our power comes into play, and then our self-esteem of who we are. And these are the lower um, parts of our behavior that we all are, are, are forced into, um, dealing with those in a positive, proactive way is where emotional mastery comes in. When we're not using these three entities in a positive way and we're letting them affect us, we are then in a fear-based, lower vibration not being able to be proactive, but reactive. And so many of us are in that place, or we know of people that are in that place. So let's talk about how we got there, because it's essential that everyone understands that we've done nothing wrong. We have lived according to how we are programmed. We have lived according to what we chose to accomplish in this lifetime. So we're not at fault. We've done nothing wrong. And it's important to understand where all this fear came from that affects your emotions. 
But let me go back just a minute with another definition. We are told in our allopathic society here that emotions are mental states. They are not. Mental states are programming that become reactions, that become projections, that can lead to disharmony and imbalance. Those are the aspects that we're storing in those lower bodily chakras that started all the way back before we came into this world and then where the world started to define us. So we come into a world for whatever reason. We come into a family because we've chosen it. We've come in to grow and to heal past experiences, including karma. But to make that difficult and more challenging, we are defined by the outside world. And so from that external definition comes our self-esteem or lack thereof. But the intent is to develop a sense of self where we're no longer defined by the external world. We are defined from the time we are brought home from the hospital, if you were born there, by the clothing that is supplied to you, by the things that are put into your room, by the stories and myths that are shown to you in the traditions that are practiced every year, like Groundhog Day. They keep going. So we're not even conscious of where these thought systems came from. But when they are based on tribal external necessity, competition, separation, fear, then that's going to get you into a mental state of projection based on what you were told to do and how you reacted. Those still are not emotions. We want to get to the heart where we can live through the heart with energy moving through us, not holding us in the past. So yes, to get past survival, out of fear, and into love, is the journey of this world, of the human experience. That's where we want to take you. It's important for you to understand that a lot of what you see, feel, experience is the result of a world that has defined you externally through your five senses. You see it, feel it, hear it, smell it, speak it as you were shown. We feel good based on how somebody looks at us or we don't feel good based on how they looked at us. So to understand that this is programming that we want to unlearn to get it out of our mental state so that we can stop feeling stuck, ruled by the outside world, and begin the path of healing and begin the journey towards emotional mastery. And as Stacia was saying, when we are born we will come into this world with labels that our creator did not give us, but the world gives us right away. We are either a boy or a girl. We are either a um, religion that we're born into, a faith that we were born under. We could be a political party almost right away because of who our parents are. We will associate their political views with our political views. We will associate their faith base, their religious views with our religious views. We are taught by our ancestors, by our parents, our grandparents, and our ancestors that have passed away, things that we do not even understand, but we continue to do them 
because we have been programmed that that is what we do, that is who we are. There is a story of, of a family that would cut off the ends of a ham for their Thanksgiving holiday celebration. The daughter asks the mother, why do we do this? And the mother says, I don't know, you need to ask your grandmother. So she went to her grandmother and she said, Grandma, why do we cut the ends of the ham off for our Thanksgiving? And she said, I don't know, you need to ask your great-grandmother. So she went to her great-grandmother and she asked. And her grandmother, her great-grandmother says, Honey, we were so poor when I was young that our oven was so small I had to cut the ends off of the ham to fit in the oven so we could eat. It is programmed into us, recipes, family traditions. We never ask why. We just continue to do them. The ham is a benign analogy, and it's funny, and it's cute. But when you think about other things that we are programmed that we never know why, we continue to repeat that pattern. Every generation can repeat a positive pattern or a negative pattern, and sometimes we never question why. We never question when did it start. We never even question how can we change it. So sometimes unwinding our ancestry, unwinding who we are, going back to who we were when we were first born into this world, and then ask ourselves, what is my label that I give myself? Is that the label I give myself, or is that a label that someone or some entity has given me? And then that's where sometimes our emotions can seem to be not as imbalanced or or where we are not as in, in harmony when it comes to who we feel we are. That's where unwinding ourselves, finding out who we truly are, our sovereign self, our authentic self. Then we have a baseline to go off of. Then we have a, a challenge ahead of ourselves where we're not limited to the beliefs of our parents. We're not limited to the beliefs of our ancestors. We now have a fresh, clean slate to work on so much of what we are dealing with, if we can unwind it and unpack it, it's not ours. It goes all the way back generations of generations of people cutting off the end of the ham and sticking it in the oven, never knowing why. So we're trying to unwind who we are. We all uh, have that same process of being told when we were first born, this is what we are. This is what we do. It can be very positive or it can be very negative, but it is something that we all have in our lives where unknowing that, understanding it, and then putting it into a perspective where then we can learn from it and grow from it and make changes from it is how then we can lead our lives into a more positive, happy, harmonious state of being. So the, what we're describing here is how we are externally defined by our world, our loving family, uh, an unfriendly relationship, etc. And yes, those are programs that are handed to us for having had the human experience. The spiritual experience, which we are all here to enjoy, to develop, gives us a code, C-O-D-E. We are coded to birth ourselves. We go from self-esteem, 
as determined by our external world, to our sense of self, which is our spiritual nature, our soul expressed through our heart and into our world. So all of this is an aspect of the first part of our life, but it'll pop back up during our life, where we are developing ourselves and our sense of self. So what we're showing you here, just going back just a little bit before we go forward, is how we got to where we are. And the best news that I've ever seen in so many people, including my own life experiences, is that we are not doomed to that. That is a choice until we understand that there's another door to walk through. And your soul is going to nudge you every day through experiences, whispers, postcards, hopefully not a billboard and hopefully not a, a, a bigger means of, of telling you it's time to pay attention. All of this is about seeking the code within each of us, which is leading us out of and into the sense of self and the spiritual journey towards becoming the master human through emotional mastery. So this is an aspect of birthing the self, breaking away from family, returning home for the holidays, that's fine, but we're all intended to be sovereign beings. From development of self and breaking away, we can get into expressing ourselves now through awareness, conscious awareness, healing those parts that don't work for us, blessing and releasing those parts we don't want to take forward, and beginning to express through healthy emotions. So with that said, let's talk a little bit now about the empath who's carrying the emotions of other people, sometimes becoming the bearer of the most difficult emotions that a family continues to carry forward through the programming. A lot of times that's anger. A lot of times that can be betrayal or revenge. An empath is, is a person who can sense in feel and tends to hold on to the emotions of a family, of a room, of their own life experiences, and then never let them go. The way we see this, and in our Mystery School of Life here, what we will teach is the empath actually has got a job to do and a beautiful gift to take him or her forward to do that task. So Dan and I are both intuitive empaths, and it leads us into our mastery as healers because we can sense into feel, transmute because we know where to take that right away instead of holding on to it. Because we can assist somebody who is stuck for now through their healing process and transmute those difficult and trapped emotions for them on their behalf with their permission. So the empath has a task. Most of us now are discovering we are empaths. Most of us are finding our intuitive gifts. That may be why you're tuned into this radio station, because you're an empath, because you're an intuitive. And we want you to understand that that's not a curse, that's a gift. That it's not a problem, it's a job description. It's because you came here to help transmute to lift up and out for healing on behalf of the whole, not just yourself now, but on behalf of humanity, those difficult emotions that keep us all 
as a collective trapped in duality, separation, and all those difficult emotions that we're all seeing now expressed in our world. So a lot of what you're seeing now in the world, headlines, Facebook, that are triggering emotions in you, those are the result of misused free will, humanity's creation, not divine creation by any means, not punishment, but a place where we can reflect and say, okay, this is where we want to go, this is where we want to heal. And as a very emotional, empathic being with a job description, with a gift and a task, we can all commit to and participate in healing the collective. doesn't take every human on the planet to heal the planet. It can take a few of us contributing to a collective. And you as the empath might not understand that you're the empath. The word that usually comes to most people is that I heal other people. I either am the healer of my family, I tend to absorb people's energy and understand where they're coming from so I am able to smooth situations out. I can go into a room, I can make sure that everybody's happy, and then I walk out feeling drained. I can walk into a grocery store and get too much energy from everybody around me. And then when I walk out, I don't understand why I don't feel good or I'm depressed or I'm anxious. So as an empath, we all have a ability where the world around us can affect us in so many different ways through the frequency and vibration of their energy can be absorbed and then dealt with in a way where we need to transmute that so then that does not be your emotions where it's trapped into you. An empath, a healer, usually is one where they just will take that healing of whoever it is, whether it's pain whether it's fear, whether it's anger, and they will take it and make that other person feel better. But then what happens is that they usually are not able to transmute that energy because their emotions are not in balance. They will try to then have the ability to then transmute that energy. They need to have a way to then transmute that up into love again taking negative energy from another individual, another experience, another meeting, another conversation, and not absorbing that, but then taking that and transmuting it into positive love energy. Because love is the only energy that is in existence. You have love and you have fear. Most of the emotions that we tend to feel from another individual that is negative is fear-based whether it's judgment of another human being or, or gossip or wanting to have a negative conversation about another situation, that energy, that frequency, and that vibration is a transfer onto another human being. What do you do with that? Sometimes we are able to help that individual not let it bother us and we can go about our daily business. But when we do that over and over, multiple times a day, 
multiple times a week, that energy will be absorbed into us just like a sponge. If we're not transmuting that energy to something that's positive, it will stay in us. It will have a disharmony on our, our emotions, but it will also have dysfunction when it comes to our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. What we're trying to do is give you the tools that you need to have mastery over your emotions, harmony within your heart, so then when you're coming into contact with other individuals, other experiences, other situations on a day-to-day basis, Every morning you wake up and drive someplace. Every day you get to have another interaction with another human being. How do you deal with that in a positive way so then you are that light that's shining to everybody instead of being a little bit dimmer because you're absorbing other people's energy? So what we're trying to do not only with this series but the other two series that are going to come up is leading you on a path and giving you tools where you can use these for your everyday life. Every one of us has experiences and interactions with other human beings, other places that are not always as positive as we want them to be. How do we then take that situation, still handle it, with positivity and love in our hearts and then take that energy that might not be conducive to our overall health and happiness. It doesn't allow for our trinity to be balanced. We don't have the the external world forcing themselves upon us. So this is where balancing our emotions, mastering those emotions are not just where we're sitting in a room by ourselves, but where we're taking that out into the world, where we are now being proactive instead of reactive, where we're being a force of positivity onto a a situation or a place or an environment, instead of that place or environment or situation affecting us in a negative way, we're able to then be positive and affected in a positive way. This is the three-part series that we're going to give you And that's why we want to lead off this first series with giving you information that's going to lead you onto a path of happiness and positivity and balance when it comes to your life and to dealing with other people in your life. So with that in mind, let's talk about some of the terms you will hear Dan and and I talk about, okay? One of those is transmute. What does that mean, to transmute energy? One of the beautiful pearls that I learned about energy and difficult emotions is that it's a misguided use of our free will. So the free will piece is something that we want you to understand because we all have it. That's the gift we are given by our creator for having this experience. We are here with free will. Free will used through the mind or through the separation of tribal conditioning can get us into a little bit of trouble. Free will used, your will is my will, guide me, produces a different result. When we are 
creating or holding on to difficult emotions that run us now through a mental state that'll keep us stuck or separation in families, etc. That creates an energy that we want to transmute by seeing that misused, misguided energy brought back through the divine nature into its original state of pure light. So we're not destroying negative energy. We're not destroying difficult emotions. We're taking that energy that became misused, low vibrational, dense and difficult states, and we're lifting that back up and out and returning it to source to be restored to its original vibration. So isn't it wonderful that something doesn't get destroyed to make it better? So we're talking about free will, which we all have. No points off for using the free will regardless of the outcome because that's how we're learning. And we're talking about transmuting difficult energies, which is really about returning it to the creator to become the original source of energy that it was. These are very positive things. So we want you to understand that. Also to understand that this path isn't always easy and we understand that. We will always tell a client or a student that not everyone around you is going to be thrilled with your growth where you are able to heal the mental state and see and express, perceive and project through your heart. That's going to cause some people to feel uncomfortable. And we want you to be aware that when you commit to a path towards emotional mastery, towards running this human experience through your heart and not through your history and not through tribal influences, that some people are going to say, no, 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 this is how we do it. And your experience then becomes, how do I respond? How do I stay in my lane, if you will, now moving into the internal individual choice lane of consciousness, where now you're going to be working through your higher chakras, your heart, your throat, your third eye, and through your crown, your relationship to your soul and to the source. How now do you take your commitment to healing and to growth and mastery of this human experience through your emotional journey? Now, how do you take that inside and you begin now to learn to self-express and not express through the tribe or through conditioning? This is where you're going to learn that all work is really internal. A guide is great. A guide is necessary. Healers need healers. Empaths need healing. So this is where we understand now that it, things, the game has changed, and not everybody is, is happy about that. You can be and you will be. How do you work this now? And so we're going now through the internal rational self of higher perceptions. We're responding instead of reacting. We're creating a new outcome. We have higher perceptions. We see the life through an emotional view instead of a mental view. Now we're able to transform through alchemy our experiences and turn the experience into gold. Now we can have a career instead of a job. We're no longer confused. Now life turns better. 
we're multi-sensory, and now we can see how we are becoming a master of our life. We can set an example. We can be an example for our children. The children can be an example for us, like the child who asked about the ham. That child is responding to a code that is there within her that is to ask questions, break away, and let's try something new. And that's a good thing to do. With this individual internal choice that we're now going into, where your heart chakra is now in charge of your emotions, love, and then forgiveness, where your throat is now expressing its own free will, its own choice, its own self-expression, your third eye will come into play because your intellect will kick in, your intuitive sense, your knowledge of the future, the past and the present will all seem to be imbalanced. And then, of course, your crown chakra, where your relationships to the divine, where your higher I am presence will come into play, where you will then be able to pull information from your mother slash father God creator. And then this is that bridge from the lower chakras, which we all need, those, those roots, sacral and solar plexus, to now transforming it on over into what we want to all be more of, more heart-centered, more speaking from love, have an open communication that is, that is where your self-expression, your sovereignty, your authentic self can speak its truth. And then when you're looking at the world through the lenses of love, so your third eye sees love instead of hate. And then when your crown chakra is activated and you have a relationship with the divine, you see the world differently. This is where we're always going to be trying to take you with this three um, series that we have here, trying to balance out and make sure that your foundation is set. Your lower three chakras are set so they're whole and their foundation is stable for the other chakras to then perform their function at the highest ability that they're there for. 100% pure white light coming through those chakras. So it's not that the lower chakras, the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus are, are in a place of negativity. It's actually very positive when we get those into balance, when our survival is not in need anymore, when our money and our power is not questioned, and when our self-esteem is so rock solid that we boom. That is where our lower three chakras will then be so solid that we can come from a place where we look at the world from our heart. We can speak from our throat. And we can see the world differently from our third eye. And we can have a connection to our mother slash father God creator. It's the, it's the trinity that we're trying to create for your guys' emotional balance. So you guys have mastery over your emotions where you can see the disharmony in yourself. And you can write that ship where you can maybe see the disharmony in another individual. And you can understand where they're coming from. This is a working model for you and your life on a day-to-day basis. So then you have tools that are at your disposal, so then the world seems to be a little bit more 
pleasant for you, a little bit easier to maneuver through the obstacles and the speed bumps that we call life. We're hoping from our hearts, and we talked about this before we joined you today and the weeks preceding, we want to inspire you. There's a lot to be done in Earth School here, and we're aware of that. And it is not intended to be a difficult path. We created the difficulties. We're going to give you the tools and the understanding and the inspiration to rise above that, and we're all capable of doing that, and step into that state of sovereignty, which is you as an individual, more individual, more heart-centered than tribally stuck. And there are many wonderful, wonderful tribal situations out there. There are many families where people grow up in a loving environment and they're, they're entering into their own adulthood in pretty good shape, and that's all good. But there are still things that even in the best of circumstances are going to trigger that code that is in all of us that says there's more. There's more. This is a spiritual journey. I have a passion to serve. I have a passion to help. I have a passion to invent. I have a passion to master this body. And it may not be what you were told you could or should do, but it's where your heart is leading. This is where we want to master those emotions so that you can honor yourself, what your soul is guiding you to do, so that you can walk forward in this world with a whole lot less baggage, baggage that you don't have to carry or pass along to another to hold for you. And we'll talk about that in the next segment where we're asking you to consider what are you going to do with this baggage? Are you giving it to somebody else to hold that burden for you or are you holding it to someone else? We'll go there in our next session. We want you to feel inspired, not overwhelmed. We want you to know that this path and this journey that we speak about is supported each of us individually, we have guides. We have an angelic realm that supports us. We have a contract with our soul, with our soul group. There is an agreement for our life's purpose here. So when you take that, make that decision to change lanes, to raise your vibration, to raise your conscious awareness, healing, mastering, moving forward, you are guided, you are protected, you are inspired by spirit, and all aspects of spirit, which includes you, which includes us. We're all here to support one another in our path of individual sovereignty and empowerment. So as we go forward in future sessions, we'll review this, and then we'll go forward, and we'll continue to put all these pieces together for you, because our passion includes empowering others. Our passion includes seeing others succeed. And that's part of our job description as intuitive empathic healers is to share what we have gained through our human experience with others so that we can all be better people in this world representing the most beautiful aspect, which is love. So a little bit more about us as we part company with you for now. Uh, we take this emotional mastery uh, class training on the road in retreat fashion. We're going to be in Sedona at the end of August at a beautiful spot where we're going to experience intuitive listening skills. We're going to experience how to master these emotions through practice with others and obviously plenty of playtime. In January, we'll be to Belize, and we're going to be doing more of this in the future, always guided by spirit, 
never stuck on, a, on an absolute agenda, but always flowing with what's coming into us collectively and independently so that we can share with you what's happening now. What didn't work five years ago works now. What will not work later? We're going to always be moving forward with our guidance to assist. For those of you that say traveling is not for me and I'd like a little bit of help, let us share with you that you can find us on changeyourcompass.com beautiful website that is managed by Heather, who's been with us here for over 10 years. And you can find a way or find what resonates and call us or write us. We can work with you remotely. If you're local, you can come on in. There are many ways to get assistance from us here at Compass Rose, and we are committed to helping you way beyond these radio waves, which are such a blessing, such a gift for us to be able to reach out and reach you in this way. Also here at Compass Rose, we are teaching the modalities that we practice. So if you're looking for skilled healers that teach the healing modalities, we are a place for that, guided by spirit to teach the things that we do. So many, many things, our biography, our pictures, our history, all the things that we offer and, and share with you are on our website. You can also find us on Facebook. So we're Compass Rose Healing Arts, and we are here for you. And I'll pass this over to Dan as we close out today and look forward to talking with you again in the future. I just would like to say thank you for letting us into your life today and having a chance to talk with you about um, our life, what we do here at Compass Rose, and how we would very much like to be part of your life and helping it change. So have a beautiful day. And make sure that you're using all that you can to help with yourself on the day-to-day, life-to-life challenges. When you wake up in the morning and you are struggling with your anxiety or your depression, make sure that you're checking into your heart center and trying to think, is this coming from a place of love or is